Well, hello, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Uh, welcome to this episode of Get Real with Rick Dancer. <clears throat> we have an interesting situation tonight. <laughs> For the first time ever since doing this podcast, I got stood up tonight. Yep. I know. I, I had the author, Dick Morris, of this book about Trump called The Return. Uh, he was scheduled to shoot this early today at three o'clock, um, my time in Montana, and didn't show. And I've been texting and he tried to call me. So we may get it put together. I think we will for a later date, but it has been one hell of a day. <clears throat> so I thought what we'd do is run the open, tell you our sponsors are Chris Denno Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Um, now is the time to be making your appointments for that. And also Matt McCarl and New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center is our other sponsor. <clears throat> but um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll the open and we're going to come back and we're just going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you're seeing something in the news or you want to jabber about something, I've got a couple things I'm going to throw out there. Uh, we'll get some trouble going here. Hang on. All right. Hi, Sharon from Monroe, Oregon. How are you? I hope you're doing well. So have you guys noticed that people are finally starting to talk about the lockdowns and what went on with them and what happened and why it was not a good thing? There's actually people that are not being canceled. We'll see what happens on here uh, for talking about the fact that it was a total cluster screw. Um, hi, Deadwood, Oregon. And um, you know, I was listening to a podcast with Jordan Peterson and he had a scientist on there and they were talking about how messed up this whole thing is. And <clears throat> what's interesting to me is I posted some of that on my Facebook page today and I got, oh, three or four nasty comments, all from Oregon, of course, um, all from the Willamette Valley, um, telling me how I'm spreading misinformation and that kind of thing. What I wish people would do is their freaking homework. I mean, stop reading the, the, the MSNBC lines. Even Jimmy Fallon um, the other night, I think it was last night or the night before, was making fun of the president for the inflation. And <laughs> his joke was something like, um, oh, uh, yeah, when milk and gas started getting to be $9 a gallon, I thought I'd better start figuring out what's wrong with the, with the, with the uh, inflation here. So everybody's, it's been really surprising with so many liberal believers have been going, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, hey, Rick, hope you're having a good day. And uh, it's been a long day. Just everything hasn't quite worked out the way it was supposed to. But yeah, I don't I don't understand why people can't say, hey, perhaps we were wrong. For me personally, the biggest thing that was wrong of all of this was that they shut down the questioners. That's the biggest thing to me. Um you know, they stopped people. When we have a society that can ask, ask questions, look, if they get to sit here and, and ask me, Rick, what are your sources? Well, what are yours? You know, and there have been so many studies out. I can't sit there and go, well, on this podcast this day, I heard this scientist say this, and they can't either. All they do is quote the CDC, which is a corrupt organization, and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's not like they have any sources different, but it's like, and I don't run into that very many places, but right back there in old Oregon, where people are just damned and determined to hang on to this thing as long as they can because they don't want to leave it up. I cleaned up my trucker language. I miss 
I miss we used to be able to just have a effing conversation. Well, exactly. And we're going to start doing that again because I'm not doing this anymore. Um, yeah, the rising hair suit too. gas prices are going back up, but I'm still at um, 381 a gallon or something here in Montana. That, that, so get, let me get back to my point. My point is what you can do the lock. You can talk about the lockdowns, but how come we couldn't talk about why they weren't working? Whenever any of us brought up the fact that what about kids in schools when the science shows that it doesn't matter? What about all that stuff? Why weren't we talking about it? And all people would do, and this is what Rogan and a bunch of people were making fun of, is all they would do is say, um, oh, you're just, you're just putting people at risk. Well, there is no need for anyone to have a mask on right now. I mean, it's ridiculous, unless maybe you're really old and, and you have some, some significant problems. But on this podcast with Peterson, he was talking to a scientist and they were talking about how really from the start, the people who were at the most risk were the elderly. And, and most of those had comorbidities. And so the rest of us should not. This, and, and now we're paying for it because we're in we're, we're, what we've got a. Um, inflation up you can't print money and give it to people um for all of us that had to have ppp loans because you shut us down um you, you can't do that and not expect us to go into an, a recession um you know and it's like i'm just and hopefully facebook isn't going to dock me for this you know you never know what's going to happen with people but i find it really interesting that people just don't want to have the conversation and and all they do is call names somebody some lady came on and she called me, somebody, one guy called me a crackpot journalist and somebody else was like, wasn't that the junior high school when we did that? Wasn't it junior high when you, when you couldn't come up with anything smarter to say you made fun of people? Um, that's what drives me crazy. I challenge them to make me wear a mask. Well, you know, what's also bothersome to me is how many people got fired. And still, in, I guess in your Oregon schools, I heard that you still can't in some schools you can't go in and volunteer as a, unless you've had the, the vax or um and you can't teach there well are you, what, what is that all about terry leo rick it's an old school journalist and does really well with assholes hate that gavin newson signed a bill that'll make it illegal for doctors to say anything negative about the vax see that that is not america I still get shut down when COVID comes up. I don't think OSHA and OHA are ever going to um, lift their mandate. <clears throat> the supply chain is odd. American-made paper <clears throat> is back-ordered, yet anything from China or Germany is in supply. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know uh, the situation going on in Canada, or no, actually the Netherlands with the farmers, where they're stopping them from farming because of climate change stuff and um why would you stop the most efficient farmers in the world from farming and and they provide a ton of food for us and i'm hearing predictions of, of famine you know where people i mean their food's going to be hard to get um and who knows and then you say that to some people like oh there you are you're you're a, a conspiracy theorist no <laughs> I'm a realist when I look at facts and I start adding up and thinking, what if that's what it means? But why can't we even talk about that without being called names? That's what I don't understand. Um, it, it is it is absolutely crazy, but I'm so excited to see. It feels like, I don't know, do you guys feel like that? It feels like there's a change coming, like people are 
beginning to, and maybe that's because I'm in Montana. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like it's not a hush, hush, can't talk about this. And I'm hearing more of it. Um, you know, I've heard Joe Rogan and, and some of the other podcasters who are, you know, fairly liberal people um, uh, coming out and saying more and more about how this just doesn't make sense. And um, so and then people come on. And I had a, a person come on my page and say, well, yeah, but people make mistakes and it's science. Uh, no, that's fine. I get that. That's not what I'm talking about. The, the, that's a mistake. And I understand mistakes and people didn't know exactly what was going on. None of us knew what was going on. What I'm talking about is when you stop us from asking questions, there's no excuse for that. None. I wish someone could come, come on here and give me one good reason why it's okay to stop people from asking questions. What are you so afraid of that you're wrong? that you made a mistake, that you got on the wrong team. Because if we can't ask questions, that's how you figure out there's probably something right in the middle that would have worked between a lockdown and this and this and this. And this. There's probably an answer in there. But, but all we did, we sh you, you shut everybody down that said anything negative. You made them have a passport to come in your restaurant and none of it matters. And now you act like nothing happened. And... Um, and I, I think what you're going to find is we're not going to let you off the hook. Um, because had you listened to us, um, a person, I saw this, this, um, a young man on, uh, Facebook this morning, and he was basically saying how he was going to end his life, um, that things were just too, too tough. And um, I know him sort of not overly well, but well enough that I can have a conversation with him. And so I just put a thing and put a little comment in there and said something, um, you know, please don't do that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, next thing to know, I know six in the morning here, five in the morning there, uh, he's calling me and we're having a conversation. Um, and afterwards, um, <clears throat> he just says, man, writes me, thank you so much. And I go, no, thank you. It was great to reconnect and have that conversation and all that. And um, it was like giving him a lifeline. But we have created um, a mental state for people where they're just sad and they don't feel like they can get out of it. And, and I don't find that in Montana. And I know some of you get all wimpy whammy about mixed comparing Montana to Oregon all the time. Well, then don't watch. But what I'm just saying is it's not like that everywhere. So there's some funk that, that it's like that fog that hangs over the valley. It's like it's trapping this message of fear and frustration and mental stuff. And, um, and it doesn't need to be there because it's not when you get it, when you drive out of the Willamette Valley and over past Bend, <laughs> It's a whole new world. You get into Idaho and Wyoming, um, even Eastern Washington, it's different. Um, and, and so it doesn't have to be that way. And I think the only way to get through that is for all of us. I mean, did anybody take into consideration when they were making all these lockdown things, um, what it was gonna do to kids in their education? Uh, did anybody look at, um, what it was going to do to the mental health of all of us. 
Did anybody do what it, look at what it was going to do to the community we have and, and how we get back together to working together? Um, did anybody look at um, what printing up money um, to, to help people get by was going to do in two years? Um, because now we're, we're going to pay the price. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I think it's just a, a, a very sad situation. And, um, but I am, like I said, I want to be positive on this, but I think it is, I think people are starting to understand we got to get back to, there is a normal, there really is. And we can get back to that. Um, you know, how many, how long have human beings been on this planet <laughs> dealing with diseases and famines and epidemics? And, um, and I, we can get back to some sense of normalcy. Um, Laura says they knew like the mist. Remember that movie? I do remember that movie. Yeah, well, it's true. They have destroyed trust in both science and medical resources. I don't, yeah, I, I wonder if the medical community can ever um, come back from that. Hey, Eric, I haven't seen you in a while. Asking questions makes people uncomfortable with the narrative they've already accepted. You are questioning them. We need you, we need to, hold on, hold on. Remember that that's okay. We do not have to believe the same things. Believing without question is leaving us vulnerable to authoritarian behavior. I totally agree with you, Eric. And that's my biggest thing. It's not, it's, it's not about, for me, it's not lockdowns. What I get tired of and what was really made me kind of angry um, during this whole thing is I just talk about what, how, how is this working? This isn't, I don't, I don't think this is the right answer. And then instantly people come on and say, how does it feel to know you're killing people? not killing people. You're anti this, you're anti that, you're anti. It was just name calling rather than going, Hey, great question. But see, here's this, it's the same thing with climate change. If you even question the narrative, then you're anti climate change or climate or how, how can you be anti climate? <laughs> I hate the climate. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If I ask it and I'm going to ask them because I'm a journalist. And despite what people call me, um, I'm still going to ask questions like that is why is it that you do not manage our forests better, um, that we don't manage them at all if you're the federal government and we let them burn up, putting more carbon in the air, burning spotted owl habitat, which is what these rules came out to do to protect it. And yet our, our protection is doing nothing. And so then doing nothing makes the fires burn more. That's it goes against the narrative and they all know it. They don't know it's true, but they, it goes against the narrative. And then how do you get what you want? Maybe that's what this is all about is getting our way rather than and so and admitting that we might be wrong. The CDC no longer recommends masks for anyone, including medical professionals. Yet Brown and OHA, well, yeah, and 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 doctors' offices—they don't hear, but doctors' offices. And why are people, if they don't require masks, why do people wear them? And and then I feel I feel like it's kind of like I'm putting it on. That's the person's putting it on, and you should too, because I care more about other people than you do. Oh, horseshit! <laughs> Come on. That's what we need to get away from. You're no better than me. You put your pants on the same way I do. But good God, we have to be able to ask questions and say, why is that seem kind of 
counterproductive. And then when the evidence was coming out that you know, school kids weren't as likely to get it, and still I, I have heard, as I said earlier, that you can't, that parents who have not been vaccinated cannot work and volunteer in the schools in Oregon. Um, what's that? Doctors and dentists I go to still require them. Then, Carol, you know what you should do? You should go to Dr. Bratlin because you don't have to wear a mask at Dr. Bratlin's office unless you want to. If you want to, you can, but you don't have to. Um, and um, because it's hard to work on dent on teeth <laughs> in a mask, I'm sure most dentists office have. But they have this really cool, Bratlin's, they have this really cool machine that they put it right by your face and it takes all the air, you know, out of there. I think it's fear. I see a lot of older folks with masks. I just smile at them. I can understand that if you're older, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, you're, especially people that are not in shape or, or you know, then I, I totally get that. And I don't like here. Um, there's a few people like at our gym that wear them. And I, I don't think anything of it because I'm here and people here, you kind of feel like, well, if you've got it on, you probably believe that you need it on. So, oh, well, you know, that's great. It's not like the virtue signaling that I experienced in my former home um, where it was or people walking up to me and going, put your mask over your nose and stuff like that. And I'm like, mind your fucking business. Um, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff is just it, it's, it gave permission for people to feel better than other people. And that's not America. I mean, we're, we're that is just not how things are done. So anyway, I think the good news is we are starting to talk about it. Hopefully they won't, you know, throw it down or do something like that. Um, I am I am happy to see uh, people really starting to find new sources besides MSNBC or Fox News. If you're sick, wear one. Exactly. Or stay home. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you have the flu, the old flu or the COVID, so many, I, I think Kathy and I think we had COVID about a month ago. Um, you know, I, it was like, I, you know, we were feeling like that. So we just didn't hang out as much as places. You know, we didn't go. We, it was like two days we could get, we didn't have to leave. We could do something. But when I had the flu flu or diarrhea or something like that, it's not like I went around and hung out with people, shook their hands, you know what I mean? But it's like, but I also don't have to be afraid of every porous surface on the planet. I am a human being. I do live here and um, I am going to get illnesses. Um, and hopefully I, you know, here's the other thing Rogan was talking about that I brought up a ton. And I still think this is, shows a true amount of hypocrisy in all of this is you know, a few months before Dr. F was talking about, you know, people, um, things that put you more at risk. And so never, once the mask went on, never did anybody talk about obesity. A huge percentage of the people who died from this were, had, had more than two and probably three comorbid morbidities. Um, so that's overweight, heart problems, smoking, um, you know, not taking care of themselves. Why wasn't this there this huge cry for getting America back into shape, getting people healthy again? Um, you know, we're the fattest nation in the world and, and people come here from other countries and they go, oh, my God, Americans are so big. Um, why didn't we go on this campaign, take this opportunity to do what could really prevent you from getting it? Um, nobody talked about vitamin D. We were. 
I had a client in Atlantis now, they did free, they did vitamin D shots and we were talking about that. But even that we'd get slammed from the social media gods because we were talking about an alternative that wasn't on the CDC's list. Well, it turns out vitamin D is a wonderful thing that we all need more of and it's about our immune system. Vitamin D helps your immune system. So we should all be taking that any probably, especially folks in Oregon because it's so so much lack in the wintertime of vitamin D, which your best source is the sun. But never was there a campaign. It was always about the mask. It was about social distancing. It was about minding the manners of them. And nobody came out and said, let's get America healthy again. Well, people did, but they were shut down. So that's another thing that makes me kind of go, I don't know, you know? So, you know, was it real? Yes, it was real. And, and, and I don't think we can, you know, COVID, it's not about that. For me, like I said, it's not about the mistakes that were made. The thing for me is it's about you shut me down. You, you wouldn't let me ask my questions. I'm still a little nervous about even talking about this on social media because you throttle me back because I'm not issuing the company line. That's what scares the hell out of me. Because I think that's what got us into this situation. There was no one out there. There were people out there, doctors, medical doctors, saying, no, you got to check this. And here's some research in this. And they were all shut down. That is what scares the hell out of me. Because if we get to a place like that again, and this comes up again, and it will come up again, I mean, there's going to be um, more illness and things like that that come up. What's it going to be the next time? And how far will we let them push? Um, Laura's right, or Laurice, excuse me. I think that's how you say it. Um, she, they shut the doctors down. They did. Um, I have a doctor that was on our show, a big name doctor early on. And he was a super interesting guy. And he, um, he, he got, you know, I mean, he got, I think they tried to kick him out of the college. College professors who, there's people out there who agree with this, you know, the message. And they got kicked out. They, they were afraid to speak because the college were the colleges and the, the, the people were, were discounting what they're saying. But what's really interesting is living in Montana, nobody discounts what I say. We can all talk about this stuff. It's easy. And there's people that still believe in it. You know, I mean, like they have different opinions of me is what I mean. And we still talk normally and it's fine. It's no big deal. But I post one thing today and I get three people out of junior high school um, adults acting like middle schoolers calling me names. It's like shame on you. Robert F. Kennedy wrote a book about Dr. F. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and he was on, um, in fact, one of our new sponsors is uh, uh, BS Free MD. Uh, it's Tim and May. Uh, they're real doctors and they give real information. And they had those folks on their show. They don't put it on social media because um, I don't think they could or they'd probably get taken off but um they did it uh, they're doing it. and they're going to start doing some stuff with us too so you'll see more of them um and i'm really excited about that so um a lot of good stuff is happening but here's the deal i think um we all need to speak up and um and educate yourself you know i mean they're talking about this red wave um what i would want is just a wave of good people so go out and do your homework um because, you know, 
Republicans can be just as bad as Democrats. <laughs> they really can. I mean, power is power. And when it gets to, when you get too lopsided, what, what we don't need is a supermajority. Um, you know, if you can get some common sense in there, that would be great. Um, but, but when you get, you know, when one person, when one group owns everything, I think it's perfect when you have a president in one party and the House and Senate in the other party. And then, then you get some, then you have to work together. But, it, you know, who knows what's this going to be. But I, I was watching, um, listening to something this morning and the polls are, are showing that um, uh, people are not supporting the Democrat agenda at all. Um, they're seeing where it's gotten us. And, um, and that's not all Democrats either. I have tons of friends who are Democrats and I love them to death. Um, and they're not radical. They're not trying to go to this point where I, I heard a, a, a talk show host speaking and saying, don't you think it's kind of interesting when they when in this poll, they were asking Americans, um, what were the biggest issues to them? Nobody was concerned about their pronouns. And yet that's all the Democrats are talking about is, you know, and then, and the, um, they were concerned about, um, and they weren't concerned about climate change comes in at like 50% of the people. That was a 50%. Their highest ones were 84% with the economy, inflation, um, immigration, illegal immigration, the border, the crisis at the border. Oh, wait, we, we don't have a crisis. That's just something we don't talk about. So the things that really are important to most Americans are not the things that the Democratic Progressive Party is, is focusing on. And so they're losing their, their audience. And, and if they get their ass kicked, it's because they weren't paying attention. Um, Eric, politicians and medical industry does not want us healthy. Too much money in a sick nation. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, because and, and Eric, you bring up a great point. Well, and that's Matt. Matt McCarl's one of our sponsors, um, you know, but he can't call it a medical treatment hyperbarics and the light therapy, but there's acupuncture. Why isn't, and some insurances cover that, but not all. So why is preventative medicine not really the thing? Oh, they say it is, but is it really the thing? And instead you go to the doctor and they give you a pill, um, you know, or they're giving you more medication. Um, we kind of already have a prescription drug epidemic in our country. We probably don't need any more fucking pills donated, given to people. Instead, why don't we teach them to be healthy? <laughs> you, know, you know, insurance companies should be offering how they give my old insurance company and Casey. I used to give us a $25 a month credit for not smoking. So I went to him and I said, why don't you give a credit to people who are working out doing preventative stuff? Now, smoking the thing, that's good. But why not do something for people like if I can prove to you that I'm doing the bare minimum, let's say it's three days a week, an hour of three days a week, and I can have a gym that keeps track of that for me. And then at the end of the year shows you and you give me a $50 credit on my on insurance or something to, to, to induce good behavior. But no, we don't do that. Instead, we spend millions on sick people who gets sicker and, you know, and that's another thing with, I think the lockdown is, you know, Kathy, in my opinion was, I got this body that God made me and um, it, it's pretty efficient. And if I take care of it, I can fight off a lot of stuff. Yeah, I still get diarrhea now and then I still get a cold and the flu and I had cancer. So it's not, it's not, you know, but I fought that and beat it so far. 
So it's not foolproof, but if I'm taking care of myself, I've been more apt to be healthy. And what we saw with this um, last two years was people at the greatest risk who, who, in, who, who had, had it the worst, not, not the necessarily had COVID the worst, but died from it, had the comorbidities to go along with it. So again, where was the campaign to make us healthy and do something different? It didn't happen. So then we get, you know, that this BS, the CDC should be talking about that. How, now that this is over or in a stage where we're going to have to live with it, what can people do to keep themselves instead of a mask? What can we do? Running, walking, walk around the block, eating better, you know, eat, eat your groceries on the outside aisles. If you start going down the middle, you know, you're in trouble. You're putting yourself at risk. <laughs> Here you go. It, it, it's like, it's like for, for those of you who think the mask is so much protection, your better protection would probably be if you stayed out of the snack aisle at the grocery store, didn't do the soda aisle, and instead stayed on the outside with the fresh vegetables, the meats, um, the things like that that are, are good for you. Um, that's probably more effective at protecting you from future disease than a mask. Imagine if Google had existed and censorship of science thought was shut down when some scientists believed the earth was flat. Science involves hypothesis. Oh, Cheryl, I love you. That is such a great comment. Yeah, if, if the science, scientists of the, of the early centuries um, would have said, you know, I think the earth is round and Google and Facebook were around then and they go, that's insane. Anything that says earth and round will be taken off of the media. And, and um, you know, what about, what about bloodletting? <laughs> hey, let's bleed people and get their, and get the disease out. And then somebody comes along and says, no, I've proven I've had 15 patients that died that way. Oh, how to get him out of here. Google censor him. He no longer gets to talk. That's as crazy as this was, um, but on a worldwide scale. Somebody even came on my page today and say, the whole world did this. I don't give a shit. The whole world was wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what? Because the whole world, that's like, that's like, you know, when, when I used to go to my parents and my sister got over here, did something wrong. And I said, well, Judy did it. And they go, well, that doesn't make it right. I mean, so, well, at least when we're stupid, we were stupid with the rest of the world too, <laughs> you know? So um, what do we learn from this whole experience? Sweden didn't do it, no. And the states in, in the United States that did, did it differently were less restrictive, did better, and came out of it better. Um, and we need to hold these people accountable. We do. We need to make sure that they are accountable for what their decisions to do these things. And, and if you're an organization and you're still not re and you're still requiring people to do this when it's not recommended by the CDC, shame on you. If you're a school district, if I was a parent and my school district was still saying that I had to have the backs to come in and do that. Uh -uh. No, CDC says it's, it's doesn't say that. So you don't get to, you don't get to decide because remember you work for me, you are the school district and Miss Brown, you work for me as well. Um, and so that's how it's supposed to work. So um, I'm hoping that Americans have like, I've learned a ton from this about for me personally. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of things that are not very important to me anymore. But being able to speak and have freedom to have ideas and share them with people and not be called names by small-minded, puny people, that's a big deal to me. Um, to not be told where I can and cannot go. When I thought we got away from that in the 60s, when we stopped busing people of color and doing that sort of thing. I mean, we're all equal people. Yeah, not, it's not equal for everybody. I mean, there's rich people that I will never be equal to in terms of finances, but my rights are equal to theirs. And so, yes, do they have more power because they can use their money to do this and that? Probably. But in the, in the voice command world, my voice should be just as loud and equal as theirs. And during this last two years, uh, we tried to shut a bunch of us up because we were just asking questions. We were just asking questions. And as it turns out, you should have listened. So that's my show for tonight. I appreciate all of your comments and Eric and Larson and Susan and Tom and all you guys coming on here and saying stuff, share this on your page. Um, I, I want to, um, to end the show, I'm going to show you two commercials real fast, but I want you to listen to Dr. Bratlin's because that'll put you right in the mood of <laughs> where we're going. And then Matt McCarl real quick, and then we'll say goodbye and go, but don't, don't leave yet and share this on your page. This is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental. Just because we live in Oregon doesn't mean we have to accept this crazy left-wing ideology the rest of our lives. We don't have to succumb to CRT, gender identity, indoctrination, out of control, homelessness, crime, and so on. We can actually make a change and it starts with the next election. Right now, it is our responsibility to make sure that those who share our same values are elected in November. Make sure you and everyone that you know actually votes. We can and will take back Oregon. Everyone, Matt McCarl with New Leaf Hyperics and Wellness. We're gonna chat a little bit today about hyperics and chronic pain also known as inflammation for some folks that causes that chronic pain. We've talked before about how an hour in this chamber is like taking 40 Motrin or 12,000 milligrams of ibuprofen. Well, that's great. So if you come in and do that once, you're gonna get a little bit of relief. But this is also a moment of an accumulative therapy. Similar to eating food or drinking water, you can't just eat one meal and be full for the rest of your life. You can't do one hyperbarics and be pain-free for the rest of your life. However, taking an amazing one-hour nap in here and getting that anti-inflammatory effect is much better than sticking ibuprofen or NSAIDs in your face every day, multiple times a day, ruining your liver and kidneys. This not only helps you with that inflammation, but it detoxes you at a cellular level every time you're in there, which will help keep your liver and kidneys healthier your whole life. If you need more information, feel free to give us a call. 541-636-3278. Look us up online at newleafeugene.com, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We also have web pages on there. So there again, other kinds of ways to do things. And um, the more uh, advanced we become, uh, the more we should be asking questions and talking to people. So keep asking questions. Don't be quiet. Don't be still and don't let the bullies tell you you can't ask or do th something. And when they ask you what's your source, ask them what's theirs. And because the source is just kind of like Bible stuff, 
you know, any person, any Christian can come up to me and say, and, and I can give them a Bible verse and they can turn it around to, to support what they wanted to support. And I can turn it around to support what I wanted to support. The bottom line is it's about asking questions. It's about asking and constantly be seeking answers and not just the answers that feel comfortable for your religion or your, your climate change thoughts or your um, COVID response thoughts, but being open to listen and think, hey, maybe we can keep ourselves from making a big, huge freaking mistake if we just keep listening to other people and don't require them to think like us. Because guess what? You can try to force us to, but we're not gonna. I mean, we just don't. So all you're doing is silencing us. You win for the moment, but look, culturally now we've lost and we will build it back, but that's going to take time. And in the meantime, how many people suffer, are suffering and extreme suffering for the decisions that we made back then? How many? Mental health, our kids behind in schools, um, are, how many people are in retirement and now their, their funds are going away with every inflationary moment? Um, it's a lot to it. Um, so anyway, but think about it. All right. Have a good night. And thank you. Um, I will see you tomorrow. What have we got tomorrow? Uh oh, tomorrow I got a, a, a project in Montana up north. It's a timber project. They're, they're coming in and managing these forests in a way, because this is the most area that with the richest, biggest, thickest forests in Montana. And they're also at high risk because of past management practices um, of, of burning. And so this is a, a guy who's going to come talk to me. He's got a great personality. You'll love him. And he's going to talk about this project and how it works. My hope is that people at Oregon can hear about this. And some people already know about it, obviously. But they can hear about that and implement some kind of similar ideas. So we're going to start showing you some stuff like that from Montana um, as well. So it should be really good. Optioners. So that's progress. Yep, yeah, yeah, Annie, it's progress. <laughs> Anything is progress when it's going in the upward direction. All right. Have a good night. See you guys later. Goodbye.